Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm Guy. That's John. We are live on YouTube on Monday afternoon or in your podcast feed whenever you want it. It's great to see you. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. How you doing? You're right over there. I'm feeling I'm a little like great. I got a like a week off. Like it's the week off before the Super Bowl week. John, kind of, I, I like it because I I, was, I I could do three weeks before the Super Bowl. I love the buildup, but um, I also it's the little lull. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. So I'm I'm bouncing back today. Well, I think what it really brings into light is how shitty life is post football. Like there's not much on television on a Sunday, you know. And I mean, Arizona I, I Stanford take- Sunday night. Did you watch that game? No, but I saw uh, Arizona. Oh, Bobby Hurley's team's in a free fall. I saw that. He came on my television. Tends to happen in January. Obviously, no one, you know, the NBA, it's hard to watch. It's a tough product to consume. I mean, I follow Steph going for 60, but that I couldn't pay me to watch any other games. Ended up on Live Golf because Pebble gets rained out. I watched out a little of that, that on Sunday. Yeah, what'd you think? You know, it's just how the it bomb, is what it is. Did the bombers? They, they, got enough, they got enough names that you're like, you know, it's Rom and DJ. They, they, they. I mean, they bought a leak. So. Yeah, Sergio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they got the fame recognition, but it's there's a void. I mean, there is just a void. It's the American pastime is clearly football, and that we got one game left. Glad it's the Niners, but once that ends, I mean, shit. USFL. I, I refuse. I, I I will watch. Well, I, I, is Trey going to be starting for one of the teams? Did you? I was just listening to Michael Lombardi's podcast. Did we know? Did everyone know this information? He's talking about the Washington Commanders, and he and he says, "Let me see. Actually, I might be able to queue it up. I we got on with you as I, I think that's the case. So let me see here. Cliff isn't going to have. He's going to have impact. He's going to be a piece of the decision." But it's not going to be it. his decision, right? Today is Basically, he said like Adam Peters was the one that advocated for Trey Lance. Was that information that was out there that had been said? He has been saying that over the years. That okay. his he was one of the people banging the table, right? With uh, I forget that there were several, you know, a couple main guys. I forget now. The Mac Jones, he was an adamant Mac Jones guy. Like Mike Lombardi was adamant it was going to be the Mac Jones thing. Oh, okay. And then like that, almost that Adam Peters influenced John Lynch to then talk Kyle out of it. Right. Oh, you're saying Lombardi's argument Lombardi's timeline is Kyle was going to draft Mac. Peters talked him out of it. Lombardi was with the entire crew of Kyle was dead set on Mac Jones. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And then when they ended up picking Trey Lance as time went on, that the front office led by Adam was banging the table for Trey Lance, which I think the pushback always was that like you're telling me if Kyle was going to be influenced by someone else, if he didn't believe it, I do think he came around. Now I, I do think it's fair to say when the, when the party started after the trade, Kyle was inclined to go one guy and was pushed over time. Uh, clearly both of them would have been a disaster. I, I do think from a scouting perspective, listen, you know, it's weird. I've known Adam for 15 years. 
he is not some leaky media guy, right? He's not like leaking things. Like he doesn't care. He's very secure. He's not, he's not a self promoter, which a lot of guys in the NFL are. So it's like, I, I don't, I have no clue whether this is true or not. I do know, like, if I was in his seat, I, if we're going to take a swing on one of the two guys, like, let's take the guy with more quote unquote physical attributes, which ironically was clear he actually didn't really possess those. But that is the right. Like, I would have been, if I was there, now maybe he had worked with Kyle long enough. Like, why are we going with Justin Fields here? But that was clearly a non-starter for Kyle. So it's like yeah. maybe by then, you know, like it's pointless to even argue with him. Right. Uh, you know, for people that are new here, I have long said, and I, I think you were in the same boat as me, but I've definitely, people will hold it against a lot of the reporters that said Mac Jones is the pick. And it's like, you know, there's like a, like a want, there's like a, a poster that's like a wanted list of all the major reporters. People are like, oh, I hold it against, remember, you can't trust anything he says because this is the guy that once said Mac Jones would be the pick. And my attitude the whole time has been if all of these people with access to information think Mac Jones was going to be the pick, I wouldn't just choose to ignore that information. I think it'd be foolish to just ignore that information. I also think one thing we've seen, uh, did you read Peter King's thing, Riding to Work with Shanahan? Does he have it on video? Uh, I thought it was on video, but it's not. They make you think it's video because it's a photo of Kyle and you hit play and then it's Florio and Peter King talking. What was he driving? Did he ever see the car? So I, I was actually going through. He's gone six coaches. Uh, I guess he's been driving the Tesla for a while. He's huh? been driving the Tesla for a while. Model X. Uh, Andy was a was a Range Rover. McVeigh was a Range Rover. I think no, I think he was not a Navigator. Navigator, thank you. It was McVeigh and somebody else were Range Rovers. I don't remember who Howie. was other. Who? Howie. No, no, he didn't do Howie. Uh, Zach Taylor, Chevy. Zach Taylor, Chevy. I couldn't tell, and I couldn't tell from Andy. So not from the he's been, he's been a link. I think he's him and maybe the CEO of Lincoln or something. He just okay drove navigator guy. Um, but anyway, Kyle, Kyle in the. I don't uh, think Andy spends a lot, a lot of time. Think he just give me something big, give me right. some room. I can yep. throw my shit. You yep. know, he's just it could be a Tahoe, a Navigator, like McVeigh's getting the range on purpose, right? Kyle the Tesla probably through like Parag Jed connection, like probably knows Elon. Wouldn't shock me. Is Elon just give, giving out cars? You think? <laughs> no, I mean popular car. Yeah, I mean so. Uh, but anyway. Um, Where's I going with this? So in the thing, Kyle, they're talking about the Purdy pick and they're talking about Tom Brady, right? The Brady story. Kyle's like, hell yeah, we, we tried to get Tom. I'm looking at Brock. He's in a sling. It's like, I went to Brock and said like, Brock, this would be pretty cool if we got Tom. And then Tom said, no, and we stayed with Brock. But he was talking about the draft pick and how Brock was the highest rated guy on their board as they were getting closer and closer down the end of the round. Brock's number one. And John York is like, Kyle, what are we even thinking of? John's like, well, or Kyle says, you know, maybe we get him as a free agent. One thing's clear. We always make fun of the fact that, like, if anyone's calling a play, there's no other input. Kyle's the only guy calling the play. From a player selection standpoint, he's very sensitive to not wanting other people to feel like the coach is taking over and just getting his favorite players. Because that came up with the Christian McCaffrey thing when Jed York said last week, Kyle's like, I don't know, a little, it's a lot to give up for Christian. And I told Dickinson my theory was that Kyle was doing not reverse psychology, but my analogy is like when you go home to visit your parents in college and, and your, your mom's like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, well, I'm going to stay in with you guys tonight. But a bunch of my friends are getting together at Senior Froggies. And your mom's like, you should go. And you're like, no, no, no. I want to stay with you guys. You're like, no, no, no. You should go. And you're like, all right. Like, I think that's what Kyle was doing with the Christian trade. Like, I don't know, guys. It's a lot to give up. But he does. I will say late picks, like six, seventh rounds. 
there's a lot of swinging dicks walking in and out of the room. There's a lot of like, let's get this, you know, the first round pick. Yeah. To me, I would say any pick in the top two rounds. Once you get to the third day, I mean, you got food coming in and out. Bring Billy in here. What did Matt Campbell say? It's a lot of that. So I, yeah. I don't think saying? with Trey Lance, it was a lot of like everyone. It, it, it was the main pack. I think it's pretty normal occurrence throughout the NFL third day. A lot of people like, oh, get this guy in here. Get our linebacker coach in here. Because in fairness to Purdy and the whole the way it's all played out, once you get to that, the history, Jed was right when he's like, you don't love hearing that because in the history of the league, I never take, we've been talking about this for years, mid-round, the late-round pick seriously. Because how often do we get to the training camp and it's like Matt Breda running circles around Joe Williams. Right. One guy's an undrafted free agent. The other guy's a third or fourth round pick. It happens every single year at every single team. So as crazy as the thing is aged, they almost didn't pick him. I mean, he was – so if you would have known he would have been this good, they would have taken him like the second round. So Kyle said they had a fourth round grade on him. Which is not crazy, which not a lot crazy. of guys in the fourth <clears throat> But to me, the Brady thing – and they can say, well, Trey's injury – that's a more of a reflection on Trey Lance than it is Brock Purdy, right? Oh, I guess, yeah, Trey was on the Trey team. Trey was still year. around, yeah. Trey was still there. Don't you think way more of a reflection on him? Like, they're not even factoring that guy in as a player anymore? Well, it goes back to, you know, after Brady said, no, they get Darnold, and you were adamant, like, it's over for Trey. It, Did and, I win that argument? Uh, Yeah, like, several months ago, you won that argument. But yeah. it keeps getting, like, they, they keep adding uh, variables that even make it look smarter and smarter. Like, Trey Lance was done. done. I, is it fair to say the moment Purdy started playing well, his career with the 49ers was essentially over? You mean in 2022, like, 2020, the end of the 22 season? I'm talking is like, he beat Brady, then he beat Seattle with broken yeah. ribs, yeah. and it was like... Especially, and, you know, the other reason you're really right about it? Because they already liked him more before he started playing. Who, Purdy? Yeah. Kyle liked him more before the season started. That's what Jed York just said last week. Kyle said our third quarterback might be our best quarterback. In and even John Lynch, even if, because I, I know you and a lot of people texted like that, he's what? fabricating it a little bit. But the way oh. John said it, like it was clearly, whether it was the exact words, like this guy's the next Joe Montana, or it's right, like right. we really got something here. Not yeah. like, hey, I think this fifth rounder from Mississippi State might make the team to like, but this guy can fucking play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one thing's clear, and this goes to me like, uh, for example, Adam Peters just hired Cliff Kingsbury. Bo Nix is in play, Washington number two overall, right? He just has yep. to be. Like yep. You got to factor in offenses with coaches. Shane Waldron, the Bears. I don't think it's guaranteed they go Caleb Williams. Could they trade back and get another quarterback? Like, you got to factor in offenses. If I think you can run my offense, look at the quarterbacks. Obviously, ideally, like Matt Stafford's proven to be the ideal Shanahan guy. That's why Kyle loved him. Has the physical skills, but the touch, the accuracy. John Elway. Yeah, like that's what you want. But like you have no problem with best version non-Stafford is like a Matt Ryan. Limited physical skills, but a really good player. The next version is like Matt Schaub. Like they're cool with the Matt Schaubs, the Cousins, the Purdies. Like they are not after. I know he said it. Like we'd want Lamar meets Drew Brees. We just want a guy that can complete passes. Let me fucking scheme the offense. Right. 
do what I and, I, and, and can think alongside me, right? Like can, can do, can think as fast as I can think. Where I don't need to scrap the offense like I did for a guy that actually, even when I scrap it for, can't run away from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's the irony of like where they should have gone with Justin Fields. Because even if they scrap that offense to do the running, Fields is way faster. And Kyle's so good at manipulating run game. Like imagine him and like McCaffrey. It would have been cool. It would have been, but he wouldn't have been, you know, he doesn't play. He doesn't throw the football the way Kyle needs you to throw the football. No, he's not accurate. So that was one thing Kyle said is that, well, he actually, he said a lot of things. Anyway, he said that he thought as it got closer, other people were saying like, I like this linebacker. We like this center, like this tight end might be able to play for us right away. And, um, and he started to believe that they wouldn't be able to get Brock as a free agent. And Brock told him after the fact that he would not have signed with the Niners as a free agent. How could he? Well, <laughs> if only someone had told him, like, hey, bro, he hates Lance. Like, you should totally sign here. <laughs> it, and but, this gets back to, there's no point to rehash it, but I, I, I do think it's more of a reflection of coaches that are offensive coordinators. I, I do think are inclined to have a very, very unique, the head coach that's offensive with their quarterback. And it's one thing, like you get in the doghouse. We've seen different guys, right? Ayuk a couple years ago. And I, when I always say doghouse, like, you know, we're just down on the guy a little bit. I think a quarterback is like almost, it'd be like dating or something. The moment she's just, it's one thing when she hates you, at least she's still emotionally moved. You remember Schwerenson's thing? Like either hate me or love me. Don't be in the middle. It, it, the moment she stops Just caring to, about you, John it, is it, quoting it, Paul Swearingen from 1430 ESPN radio circa 2010. Just so people, what was the sake? Yeah. It's better to be, it's better to be hated than to have for people to have no opinion, right? Loved or yeah. hated. That's what you want to be. I saw this rant on Instagram of like before he was sick, Toby Keith did this thing. Like I love the haters. People don't realize how much money they make you. They talk about you nonstop. What did Jimmy Johnson it, say at his, uh, induction thing at the Cowboys the other day, right? Thank you to all the Cowboys haters. And then, but he was serious. He was like, you guys made it a big deal to be a Cowboy. Underrated part about a lot of like the random brands across, you know, the big sports, right? Duke basketball, Ohio State football, the Lakers, people, Yankees, people root against them. Yeah. You, you would never like, hey, I'm going to watch this uh, Jags game and root against the Jags. You don't give a fuck. The moment your coordinator hates your quarterback from a football standpoint, it's over. We've seen it now with Kyle and McVay. The moment they were over, now McVay couldn't keep it inside. He just told everybody. Kyle did a better job, which clearly the way Jed and John talked about him, he's very open. He's actually good at like hiding, like knowing what not to say to the public. They're big on maintaining trade value. <laughs> Once they're done with you, you're done. Like you're completely done. Nope. It's why this Purdy thing of... He's earned a lot. Like Coward was asking me any chance, like if he just has an atrocious game, right? Throws three picks, they lose. And obviously the playoffs have been, for the most part, pretty rocky. Any chance, like next year, a lot of buzz in the NFL. People think Adam Peters, who is also a huge Sam Darnold guy. Now, the, I think the difference is Sam Darnold, Kyle likes Sam Darnold, Adam likes Sam Darnold. Like they, they're uniquely on the same path there. Right. I, the Trey Lance thing, maybe they weren't at this point in time. Nobody likes him. <laughs> but I do think like he makes some sense in Washington just to get the ball rolling. Maybe you take a Jaden McDaniels or Daniels or J Drake May and almost give them the Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the 49ers have done it a couple. Like just take a deep breath. 
Mm-hmm. So I would say Sam Darnold, Washington, ten million. Like they can get to a number, the 49ers can't. Right. So like that would be a question. But my point was, if Purdy threw like four picks, it was just atrocious, and the Niners lost. Like this, we, we'd say the playoffs were not an I Like he had a good final drive and then a good second half, but more down than up. Uh, is there any chance? Like we've seen it before, right? Would Kyle like hell? Would he call forty-seven-year-old Tom, or is he dead set on going to Fox? Would they? And I said, no, nah, I think at this time, Brock's pretty set for next year. There's yeah. almost nothing. He could have the four interception game that he had against the Ravens and is on scholarship for next season. But that's as far as I would go is next season. That's just, that's what we've learned with this guy, right? He He's he, he's pivoted now off two other quarterbacks to get here. And let's face it, he has the most on the line, Right. Like th- his legacy, because the way he's already talked about, like, think of what Mahomes and Andy are fighting for this Sunday, which is a lot of the stuff that you can't. The cool part about talking about the Tiger Woodses and the Bradys and the Mahomes, it, it's like, what are we really arguing? <laughs> it's like in this unique category of just all-time greatness. Kyle's just trying to get into the category of like this guy's a champion. And if he doesn't win it, like you're just not guaranteed to go back next year. Like this, they may not get back. Ask Andy. He got there in 04, 05, and he never got back till fucking Mahomes. So shit can change fast. By far to me, he he has the most pressure. More than Purdy. I don't even think it's close. No one on the Chiefs that matters has it's the Super Bowl, so you have pressure. But like, okay, Kelsey and Mahomes lose the Super Bowl. So they've won two, they lost two. That's how many guys can say that? Like Elway? Yeah, I mean. There, to your point, there's no scholarship with Kyle. So win or lose the championship. Niners can win the Super Bowl. Purdy could be the Super Bowl MVP. If he doesn't keep playing well next year, then in 2025, we'd be like, Shanahan would Shanahan would consider another quarterback, right? But but that, but you do that, it just it does quiet a lot of things. It's just like he, you know. But I think we have it, to separate. It's hard for the quarterback. I think I heard Cousin Sal say six of the last 10 MVPs are, this, are the quarterback. So assuming the Niners win, it's like a 60, 70% chance it's going to be him, right? You just win the Super Bowl. You're off to oh, the right, Super Bowl right. MVP. Yeah, unless well, you, I mean, Kyle Shanahan won a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl MVP. It, it'd just be, I mean, you just get a lot of grace to, for weird shit to happen. I think Brock has so many qualities that last over time because he's a consistent person. He's an accurate quarterback. He's a leader, right? These are things. Now, as the roster changes in the future, maybe the quarterback gets more expensive. But I don't think we'll ever look at a Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch team and be like, God, remember when they used to have a bunch of all pros? Like, I think they will. They do a good job developing offensive players. Kyle really values highly talented defensive players. You know, we're always talking about this scenario in which Brock gets expensive and they have to have less talent. But less talent than nine all pros might be six all pros, right? Like, I don't think we'll ever look at a team with Kyle. Just look at his history where it's the quarterback on his own trying to carry the offense, right? So I say that just to say, like, Brock's always going to have guys around him as long as he can be, I'm sure you saw the Montana clip on McAfee on Friday, like as long as he can continue to deliver, then he's in great shape with Kyle. But I also think, and I agree with you, that Kyle's got the most on the line. Well, isn't Joe a good example of, like, you read these old school books on the Niners, like he was always battling for a spot. He always felt like Walsh, Walsh was out yeah. to get him. And eventually he was out to get him <laughs> and replace him. And he did, yeah. But um, he also had a lot of injuries, Joe did, that opened doors for other quarterbacks, right, which is part of what happens. But I think for a young quarterback to win a championship, John, 
it can open up the floodgates. You know, I think Tom got wasn't Russell Wilson the best example in recent memory? Well, I think second year. Yeah, I think Brady would be another one where like you go back and look at that first championship. It wasn't all Tom, but it just opened the every Super Bowl the Patriots won just about. There's like a moment where it almost ended. You know, like if you go look, like Tom could have easily won three Super Bowls, right? Uh, but they had all these moments where they found ways to win the championship. They had plenty of losses too, but they just gave them, they put themselves in the dance so much. I think for a, a young quarterback to get one, I think it it takes so like Kyle's not going anywhere for 15 years, right? When it comes to NFL head coaching. Unless Maybe he more. retires. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, oh, I you like, even mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, he's you won a Super Bowl as a young quarterback at like such a formative time in your career. I think it releases so much pressure and allows you to, you know, Brock's never gone through an extended stretch where he makes mistakes. And, you know, I, I think it just gives you so much. It gives look you at so the, much look, at, look at the, look at the Eagles. Look at the Eagles this year. It's weird because you, when you, at the time you're watching, you're like, God, this is incredible. But I, I vividly remember watching that and being like, is this the best Jalen's ever played? He, he was playing better than Mahomes. If the Eagles win that game, he's a Super Bowl MVP. Then even with this weird year, it's like, well, we this fucking guy won the Super Bowl MVP, brought the Eagles their second Super Bowl in five, six years. Instead, you lose it, and there's like this elephant in the room of pressure the following year, right? It happened in the Niners, and they crumbled with all the injuries that, that following year in 21 or whatever, or 20, after 20. 19. Yeah. Now, there were other crazy circumstance i mean they got kicked out of their own fucking county but i i do believe that like that's where the chiefs win or lose losing the super bowl sucks whether you're tom brady and you've already got a bunch whether you're andy and mahomes and you've already got two or whether you're the eagles and you got jalen hurts and sirianni that more than likely will never win a super bowl <laughs> i mean it's a major kick in the dick no one ever looks thrilled walking off the super bowl with the confetti flying down on one team it is easier. Like as time went on, it's easier for Brady and Belichick to stomach them when they got rings in their house. No different than this Chiefs team, right? I think that's if they were if this was going for their second one, it would be to me even a bigger deal. Like the third one is like they're already in that, like Elway. Like, I mean, there's the only next category is like the Montana Brady Walsh, right? Belichick kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yep. And I think a lot of people already in a weird way kind of put them there. Like this, this group is elite like that. Right. They, yeah. They I think that way. if they win, like Mahomes will start getting the, is he better than Montana? Is he better than Brady treatment? Cause we start talking about it before you've won four or five or six. So I like, he's going to start getting that treatment if they win the Super Bowl. He's already had the greatest start to his career of a 28 year old. But like we said, whether they win or lose, I think that second one winning it last year in kind of crazy fashion. Think about their two Super Bowls. They were down in both of them. <laughs> right? Now, I would say the 49er one, last year, like Andy called a couple plays, and the Eagles had no clue what was going on. They were in major trouble against the Niners. I mean, major trouble. <laughs> and this one, I think there is just dramatically more. Listen, I, I the line, I don't quite get it. Like, I, I just don't see how the 49ers are favored. Like, you can tell me the season. Doesn't it feel like the season is a long time ago? Like, I, I the playoffs are a separate season, and the team. I Steve Wilkes just had to apologize slash like that's not allowed with effort. John Lynch talked about it. It's like that's fucking in, that. 
this isn't week seven against the Browns. This is the NFC Championship game. And they're talking about effort, and that's non-negotiable, and that's a problem. I've never seen. Why didn't they just say his? Why didn't they just say his name? I mean, were they Chase talking Young? about one guy, or were they talking about multiple guys? I think they're talking about everybody because Chase Young. They got asked about Chase Young. I was at the on Thursday. I was there. Uh, Nick Bosa spoke, and Fred Warner spoke, and they got asked about Chase Young. And uh, Wilkes got asked, I guess, on Friday. And I told Dickinson, I'm like, dude, this has to be the first team in the history of the sport that in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Their guys on defense, like we just gotta, yeah, we gotta play harder. I'm like, that's in. There's no way that's ever happened coming off a conference championship game win. Any any well, chance? Isn't so, that the thing the Chiefs have going for them right now? It's like, yeah, they're not as talented this year, but goddamn, they play their balls off. Like, what are we waiting for now? Our uh, Kruger asked Fred Warner about it specifically. He asked Kyle about. It. Kyle was pissed about it. He says to Fred, like, Fred, are you you like, do you step? Do you say something? Fred's answer was. I would have liked Fred to be like, fuck yeah, I do. Like, you know, Fred's answer was, you know, if I'm being honest, if, if I'm going to say something about it, I better watch the film and see myself give a hundred percent on every play. And I didn't see that either. I'm like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> now, he also said, he's like, you know, that play, you sometimes you're running the sideline, you think someone else is going to make the tackle, you get screened off, you lose sight of the guy, you think he's down. So he kind of gave, he kind of gave him a little. It's not just Chase Young. It, like they do, no, like yeah. they've been missing. They're giving up over five yards a carry right now. So to act like it's just if Chase Young is the difference, John, between you winning and losing the Super Bowl, what the hell are we paying all these other guys for? I, I want to throw. Like I'll say, like I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> like don't I let Chase an, Young be the linchpin to your championship. I want to put an astronomical amount of money on the 49ers. Like it's just their time. It's just you know everyone is leaning the Chiefs. It's just your classic, like, how could you not take the Chiefs in this spot? The Niners have been shitty. And then there's still enough smoke where it's like, I just do not trust what's going on. I'm, I still believe the 49ers are going to win, but for the first, these last two games, nothing but confidence coming in, which immediately went out the door 10 minutes into the game. I This game, I have way, again, I, I think the Niners are going to win, but confidence level, zero, kind of expecting anything. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they win, but I am not just going in thinking like, oh, this effort, they'll be up like 17 to three at half. Like, I'm fucked. If you tell me Pacheco's got 80 yards in the first half, it's like, God, their run defense still getting – because like you said, okay, Packer game, rain, offense thrown off, whatever. But to come out against the Lions and look like that just makes you – and then, like you said, they're getting asked. It's not just Wilkes. It's all the players. It's John Lynch. Like, this is one thing they always hung their hat on. I played golf the other day, diehard Packer fan. And he was like, you know, if we ever could just have half the toughness of the 49ers defense, maybe we'd have like three championships over the last 15 years. Our defense just always sucks. I'm like, yeah, this, I don't know if you've watched the Niners last two games because that defense looks much more like you guys over the years. Yeah. And that's always what Kyle kind of hung their hat on. Now, luckily, this, you know, the crazy part about this game is the Niners are an offensive team and the Chiefs are a defensive team. But all we talk about is like, you know, Kyle's teams always hang their hat on the front four defense. And like, this Chiefs is always great offense. Like, they have the number two scoring defense. It's the number three scoring offense. Like, the Niners also have the, the number three scoring defense, but it doesn't look like that when we watch them. Well, but th- that defense has not been playing in the month of January. That's right. Not even close. Yeah. And it's, and I, I looks way worse. Uh, to me, and they, they showed signs. I think the last month of not being the group early on in the season, 
right? The first 10 weeks, like they were, that was the Niners defense. I do think they, maybe as time went on, missing Hufunga, uh, the defensive line, Armstead missed a bunch of time. Maybe he's just not quite himself. Hargrave is like an elite role player. I, I do think when you rely on him, like they're kind of relying on him to be the number two banana, like right. be, be fucking DeForest Buckner. He's not a complete player like that. You know, Fred and Greenlaw, they part of it when you just have D Lyman doing who knows what. They, they're not like LeVon Kirkland and Bill Romanowski. They get blocked sometimes. Kevin Green. Um, yeah. RIP. I mean, they're relying on two pass rushers, Randy Gregory and Chase Young, that they added during the season, right? Who, I mean, are not going to be on the team next year. Who aren't going to be on the team next year. Lost Cleveland Furl. I, I think one thing that's happened over the course of the year is I've, I've had, in, I've, I've gotten a greater respect for Hufunga because they they do look different without Hufunga out there. You know, Hufunga gives them an all pro at every level of the defense: D line, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. They have all pro at every level, and without him, they don't. You know, even though sometimes you're like, well, is he really? A, you know, you look at the history of like all pro safeties. Is he really those guys? No, probably not. But he's better than than anyone else they've had. I mean, I'll never forget Adam Peters it, describing him to me at practice, saying like. It, it was, and he's been going through USC for 20 years. When Hufunga played there with Drake, it was a it was a shit show. And a lot of guys get caught up in that, just like at a lot of programs. But you couldn't find a human being. Guys clearing out their locker at the end of the season, transferring, coaches getting fired that had, he's like, Hufunga just rose above it all, beloved individual. Just a character, you know, this guy should be like uh the good teams would have died to have him. And I, and one of the knocks was like, what position does he play? But clearly toughness and character stuff is why. I mean, how much does he play a role in getting guys lined up? I mean, he he's an incredible tackler. That's one thing the Niners clearly miss is tackling right now, which always was like their calling card. The, you watch the Chiefs. One thing they've had in all these young guys in the secondary, they fucking hit. Like yeah. McDuffie tackles. Uh, Sneed. Uh, yeah, uh, Eric Reed's brother, Justin's fucking big hitter. I mean, it, that was a sneaky, great move for them. Right? Remember, they had Honey Badger. He was kind of getting older. They let him walk, and they signed Justin Reed. And Justin Reed's just a plug-and-play, really good player. Watson. I mean, they, they, they've just drafted a lot of good DBs. And... Their defensive line is just solid. Obviously, Chris is a star. And I, Willie Gay, which I would imagine is going to be out, but him and uh, Bolton, like they, they have a lot of speed, like the 49ers with their two linebackers. But I, I just think their defensive court, they have the best defensive coordinator in the NFL when you factor in he's never going to get hired. As like Andy has a guy that just is obviously a top three or four guy at his position or, you know, at his job, but you never have to, he doesn't even interview. No. Not going Doesn't anywhere. even interview. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With Butcherbox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. Butcherbox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with Butcherbox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. 
and they send you the good stuff curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get two more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year so get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and you can get it on baseball too i've got some season long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs uh not off not feeling great about shohei less than 38 and a half right now but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is a couple weeks ago, and I said, you you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered... Can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear, and it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone. 
and you can search any event, concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college, search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you Sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough, and here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare. It means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, I think what's interesting about this game is you've got the Niners feeling very imperfect, like you just described. The Chiefs also have not been a perfect version of Kansas City, even in the postseason, right? They didn't score in the second half against Baltimore. Uh they did score two touchdowns in this in the second half against Buffalo, but you know they played they better. They played better in that. But I mean, you'd say the Ravens' their defense is legit. Right? It, no, there's no question. I mean, but in the early part of that game, you thought those two teams were going to score thirty plus points. When you when you watch them, you still realize like other than Kelsey and I guess Rashi Rice, who's second only to Debo and Yak per reception, but they are they are just relying on a lot that a lot of guys that just haven't done this before been here before on their offense i think both these teams have and you've always said this like hey good luck you're not going to find a perfect team well neither one of these teams are perfect teams i mean that's for damn sure but if you're gonna have patrick mahomes and a great defense you're just gonna have a chance and if you're gonna have kyle and all this talent you're gonna have a chance shouldn't the chiefs be favored in this game uh, yeah i thought that we talked about this from the beginning i thought they'd be favored and then everyone's betting on them everybody (laughs) everyone's picking them they're the defending champs. They got the best quarterback and the best coach in the league. How are they not favorite? And a good defense. They've proven more in the playoffs, right? They've gone on the road twice in the playoffs to play teams that other people would have put. Definitely Baltimore. A Baltimore team that kicked the Niners' ass. They went to Baltimore. So, what would know. this line look like if the 49ers got two of the type wins that they have just gotten, where no one thought they could win and they had the history? Would this be a six-point line? Which would feel crazy. I just don't, <laughs> at any point, I just, you can't feel good going up against Mahomes. But my point to saying like they're imperfect is just like some weird shit is 1000% guaranteed to happen in this game, right? The Chiefs are going to make some mistakes. Niners are definitely going to make some mistakes. That's most games anyway. But I think what's interesting about whoever, whichever one of these two teams wins the game, raises the Lombardi, like they're going to legitimately be able to say, 
man, this was not like we just won a championship in an imperfect season. This was not easy. We weren't we're not supposed to be here. Right. All that, which after the regular season, the Niners were supposed to be here. But (laughs) guy, they've been favored in every game they've played this year. Every game. 19 games they've been favored. And yet, like you don't, we don't feel great about them. So it's you know, like you get to say, I, I, I'm with you. Like I think they're winning this game, and the only reason I could see them not winning this game is the biggest reason you might lose any game, which is you're playing Patrick Mahomes. You know, I don't. Who was it? Who said this last week? Was it Kittle? I don't think it was Kittle. They're like, you know, you look up at the clock, ten minutes left. You're like, oh, we're gonna win this game. I get the Chiefs game. It's like I think we're going to win the Super Bowl, and you just you just cannot think like that. I don't know if it was George or somebody else, but you're just not allowed to think that way. I don't know. Did you see the Steve Young Eminem thing? No. Steve goes up to Eminem at halftime of the Lions game. It's like in the in the he goes to his suite. Like you want to meet Eminem? Steve's like, yeah. He goes to the suite. He's like, you can you can taste it, can't you? Eminem's like, yeah. Steve's like, you should get that taste out of your mouth. There's a lot of football left. <laughs> Is that like, is there an audio of that? Steve told Tolbert or no, I think Dickinson told me he was on with Dickinson and he told that story. It's like, you can, you can taste it. Can't you? Yeah. Well, get it out of your mouth. Mahomes. Fred Fred Warner is the person that said that about the chiefs. Yeah. The chiefs game. They sacked Mahomes in two, in this last Super Bowl four times and he threw two picks. You're saying it doesn't get better than that. And they didn't win. Yeah, they lost by eleven. Now, part of it, it snowballed at the end, but like that Chiefs team was better than this team because their offense was historically great. It's weird. Like <clears throat> you just look at the last twenty years. If you're the 49ers, like teams you'd want to play, like some of the great Patriots teams, like that, that would not be a good matchup right now. <laughs> uh, you know, some of these teams, like this is. It's weird because you're talking about a team with multiple rings, Hall of Famers. It does feel like one of the worst Super Bowl teams of the last 20 years. Like there have been some great, the Denver team a couple times, uh, you know, uh, even that Baltimore team way back then, they just were kind of a little more complete. If not now, then when? That's my thing this week. If not now, then when? If you can't beat this team, like in theory, top to bottom, you should be better. and the financial ramifications of the way your team's built, you could argue maybe next year, right? You're going to have a very similar situation with Purdy's contract, but it doesn't get any better than right now. It doesn't get any better. Like, no different than the Eagles last year. Like, if not now, then when? And all of a sudden, it can go like that. Like, the Niners are bound to have a year, right? He's got eight playoff victories, Kyle, which is crazy. Four times, been in the playoffs, two victories every time. I mean, that's pretty awesome. A lot of coaches not named Andy Reid and Belichick would fucking sign their – they'd give $5 million back to their owner for like that type because that puts you into a great position. But like you you got to do it. Like if you don't win this, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to have great faith that it's actually going to happen, at least with this iteration of the group. One, just because next year it's just hard to get back. Like you're one weird injury away. Maybe you lose like the Patriots every once in a while lost in this, you know, the early on in the playoffs, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, like it, it's going to happen to Kyle. It happened to Bill Walsh. Well, if they lose the Super Bowl, John, I think one of the big stories next year is going to be next season. I think it's must win. How many? We go out on a limb. Yeah. Well, I, like how many times can you just bounce back from losing? Right. Oh, it lights my fire to win again. 
God, how many times can you not win and also not have it kind of knock you back a little bit, right? Where where you have a hangover. Like we talk about hangovers for the winning team. What about a hangover for the losing team when they've come back and come back and come back? Come back hungry. We came back hungry. We came back hungry. It just takes a lot out of you when you know how hard it is. And when you look around and go, this is the team. This should be the team, right? If you're going to do it, it another year, you might do it with a, a worse team. I, I think it's part of what you're saying. It's like, look how good this team is. Well, I need teams what, that's good. Even with all the nitpicking like, on defense. I know. Is it easier if you're like the Bills or the Ravens? Like, God, I just want to fucking get to the Super Bowl. I'll do anything to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, all these guys are looking around now, like, use Jack, Kittle, Debo. Like, yeah, been there a couple times. <laughs> like, uh, I know how this works. Like, you, you've tasted it now multiple times. And th- there's that drive of just never getting there. Steve Young, the monkey off my back. How can I win the NFC Championship game? Like, that's, that's an easy one for the Ravens and the Bills until they pull it off. How can we win the AFC? Like, that to me, that is an easier goal than ever talking about the Super Bowl. Like the Niners can't even, yeah, we've won two NFC championships in the last four years. And we were winning in the Super Bowl. That's that's the other thing. Sometimes if you get there and you play shitty or whatever, like the, the Broncos that one year when Seattle killed them. You're like, God, what are you going to do? We had a fucking lead late in the fourth quarter. Have you seen that game's been on? Have you seen it? Uh, no. Chiefs went touchdown, touchdown, touchdown in that game. They were after, so they hit the wasp, scored, and then they scored, and then did Jimmy throw a pick or something? Well, yeah, Jimmy throws the pick at the end after you like get swallowed up, sacked, and then, but they went punt, punt, turnover on downs, interception is how the night. Those are the last, the last four possessions are Niners, punt, punt, turnover on downs, interception, Chiefs are touchdown, 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 kneel it out. I think there are two type Super Bowls. Most of them should be like pretty even. Like this is a Super Bowl, should be a coin flip game. And then every once in a while, there's the Eli, like yeah, ten point under, like enormous underdog that truly, like, what do we have to lose? Obviously, that is not the case. It's it's a lot of like we have to do this. We're not the little engine that could. We're favored. We've been the most dominant team. The other two good teams in the NFC, we beat everyone good in the NFC. Literally beat beat every fucking team that mattered. Right? Kill the Cowboys. Kill the Eagles. Beat the Lions, beat the Packers, destroyed Seattle, like <laughs> destroyed, beat everybody in the NFC. Played one other good team in the actually two. I mean, that Joe Burrow team killed you. Cleveland was good, beat you. The Ravens, that did not go well. So I think there's kind of been Jekyll and Hyde with the Niners. NFC, no issues. You can destroy them, can find ways to come back. They've done it every which way. The AFC has kind of been their kryptonite this year. The AFC North. <laughs> yeah, good, just good AFC teams. But the right? AFC North, that's who's beating them, right? Yeah. Cincinnati, playoff, Cleveland, playoff teams. Playoff teams. Yeah. The Browns, Jacksonville, the five seed. Jacksonville, whatever. Jacksonville does not count. Other playoff teams. And one thing yeah. we've seen in the AFC, like everyone, right, like that version of the Bengals team and obviously that Ravens team, like every, I would say the Ravens, Burrow Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, they were all kind of similar groups, right? If they all played 10 times. Like if the Chiefs played the Ravens and the Bills 10 times, they're not going 10 out of 10, right? But they're probably well, going I think it's, six out of four. Right? I, 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 well, you just I, give them a slight edge. Yeah, because of their quarterback. Yeah, and their infrastructure. 
But like you watch them against the Bills, you watch them even against the Ravens, talent top to bottom. You're like, are these guys better? That's what makes their win so remarkable. Well, you watch the actual Baltimore game. You're like, look at all the stuff. They had to punch out a ball on the goal line. They had to. Now, Lamar just, that's Lamar made those throws too, right? But they had plenty of chance. This could easily be the Ravens in this game. But that's, it's it like could easily. I, for sure. What it's like when I, but when I see people on the internet complaining, like when the Warriors lose and something, you know, Steph goes nuts. It's like, guys, this team's no longer good. They, they can lose any game. You know, that's like, yeah, this Steph a, got 60. Well, you still need 60 more points to win. Yeah. Th- th- this is, this is a team that might not even be in the play in this playoffs. We, we now have added a couple teams. They're in major trouble. Steph and Clay combined for 70. Another way to say that. Yeah. What did I see? Uh, watching the Grammys last night. Taylor, I was a little exhausted by the end of her, but uh, you know, you you're, think you're team Jay-Z. Uh, do you think he was talking about her? When he said you, let's be honest, some of you don't belong in this category, that part, or just in, straight up when he it, said, did he say this category or in your category? Oh, I don't know. Do you think he was taking a shot at her? Definitely. He's Team Kanye on that one. Think she's I think a fraud. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd for, I didn't remember this, but I saw. I guess uh, Adele when she won last, yeah. the last Beyonce loss said, "Let's be honest, you should have won." Like on the her acceptance, he said, "I can't accept this, Beyonce. Your album, like, you should have won." Losing to like Jason Mraz, I remember she lost to somebody the other, the other time. Like, what album? <laughs> Do you think it's weird she didn't have anything like a Chiefs pin? Obviously, no. he can't be there. But. but she should have been wearing a Chiefs pin on the stage? I don't know. I, I heard someone bring it up like this is a good indictment that this whole thing could be a little fake. But if it's real, wouldn't if it's fake, wouldn't she have a Chiefs pin? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. If, if she was I'm like, saying if it's fake, I'm saying if it's fake, wouldn't she wear a Chiefs pin? Because that's what people care. would react to. They showed her a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah, it was. You think now the Grammys is about her, you know, she it was NFL level times 50. I found myself at the end kind of annoyed. Like, I just can we see some other people? Now that Jay Z didn't, didn't, it didn't register with me, but I, yeah, you're right, probably right. I guess, you know, Beyonce sitting right there in the cowboy hat, right? Is that like an FU to her? Like, remember, you used to be country, you fraud. Oh, now, yeah. (laughs) What if Beyonce was wearing a Niners hat? What genre is Taylor Swift? She's not country. She anymore, started right? this country. Yeah, no pop, I guess. Yeah, pop. She announces I, her album. I don't know. I'm just. Wait, is this? We started on something else. Though you're going to say something else. I interrupted you. I think I I haven't been on this team, and she it doesn't annoy me when they show her on the NFL game at all. After watching the Grammys, I think I'm rooting stri- almost a part of me not even for the Niners, against Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm a big Travis. Like I, I have a yeah, lot of respect I, Travis as a player. But I didn't watch the Grammys the way you did. Just sit down and watch it. Um, I watched True Detective last night. And then I was like, I know I'm going to see the musical. Like I'm going to see the, the the Tracy Chapman. Like I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm definitely watching that four times. That's That thing was awesome. But uh, then there was the... I don't know. Was there any other good? Were there any good performances I should go back and watch? Billy Joel sang his uh, first single in thirty years. 
didn't think he's, you know, it's, if he new, was once wait, throwing 98, song? I would say he's throwing about 76 now. Not new quite song? the same. New song? New song. But then, oh, then no, he come brought on. him back, sang an old song. Yeah, we're not looking for the new stuff. Uh, Billie Eilish, I, I, I don't quite get that one, but I, obviously she's popular. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think Tracy Chapman and Luke stole the show. Now, part of it, I don't think Tracy's played live in a long time. Yeah, I, definitely documented. Decades. I don't think there's yeah. any videos of her. Uh, John, uh, let's see here. Oh, we got, um, we got the the we've got distractions. We're one to one on distractions. We've got really really quick. I saw this yeah. in the comments. It's a good question because I'm I'm torn on this. What's your angle on True Detective with the ghosts type thing? Well, I think one thing is interesting about the show is that you don't know for like three and a half episodes. Is this like a supernatural thing or what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like some shows you go in going, okay, there's going to, they're going to do some stuff that's just not real. Right? Game of Thrones with dragons or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And like this one, part of, part of what I've enjoyed about the show is not knowing. So is this a supernatural? Like, are they going to do some, or is there like a human behind all this or is some weird shit about to happen? Um, So I, I've enjoyed it. Like I tend to, I, I don't watch, I would say my preference is not like I don't I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Like I'd rather watch Masters of the Air. Give me like some World War II fighter jets. Um the real things that have real things that could happen. You know what I mean? Is that but a good I, show? Masters of the Air? I think it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a Spielberg. It looks and feels like a Spielberg war movie or war show. You know, Hanks and Band of Brothers, like in that vein. Like it's it's good. The Stephen guy that Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Uh the guy that played Elvis. Which that movie I didn't see the movie, but he's really good. Had, it's like seven hours long. What's that? Elvis, I I because I was clicking oh, through I it's like it. two hours and forty five. It's long. I did not know that. Um, it was just a little too like weird artsy to me. I didn't watch it, but uh just based on the trailer. But anyway, master so I'm enjoying True Detective, I guess is what I'm getting at. Just because it's like ninety percent human stuff, and such a small percentage of that, if it if it got to, I'm a pie chart guy. The moment you get close to a quarter, and obviously a lot of shows go to like half and half, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, they're, they they just sprinkle it in enough to make it feel the overwhelming majority real, and they don't like they. You don't know for sure. Are people seeing this stuff, and it's really happening, or you know what I mean? Like you don't quite know for sure. Uh, I think they did a great job putting it up in Alaska in the middle of nowhere. That kind of helps you accept all like, this weirdness. Like, okay, are people really seeing this stuff? Um, all right, one of the things, like I said, we're one-to-one on uh, on distractions. Super Bowl week's big distractions. We'll see if Eugene Robinson shows up this week, John. But uh, we got a, a, a Patrick Mahomes senior DUI arrest versus uh, the 49ers hate their field. Those were our early distractions. Um the Niners uh, think the field is soft. I, I would say the field. I heard someone say they don't have confirmation. Could be his sixth. Definitely you, verified third. A lot okay. of people are saying there's a lot. Uh, I don't know. Once you get that many, I don't know if it is. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, it feels like is getting a lot of extra credit for what he has to deal with. Yeah. He's got a thirsty wife who can't get her hands off Taylor Swift. He's got a brother that everyone can't stand. And his dad clearly has some issues where it's like the 49ers not liking the field is so fucking on brand. It's not even funny, which in fairness, the field might suck. I don't see why there's an arguably the best NFL practice facility in America. According to Belichick a couple years ago, he's like, I've never seen anything like it. 
why doesn't one team just go in the morning, the other team go in the afternoon? Great question. I mean, I don't think they practice. You're not at the staying same there time. to work all day. You go back to the hotel, right? Right. I don't think they practice at the same time anyway, do they? Dickinson told me that the Chiefs naturally practice in the morning, and the 49ers all through Kyle practice after lunch, right? Uh, when you yeah. go nine to noon and one two to five, yeah. I don't. I don't know why they don't. Um, the field is. The, my first thought was, I don't want to hear it. Like. Not, I don't want to hear it. You guys should have putting a sod field down on top of a turf field a week ago. You're probably setting yourself up for some weird stuff, but I don't, I'm not interested in like, excuse, you know, uh, excuses at the end of this thing. Like you don't I win the Super Bowl and you're like, well, you know, we were so out of play. Like I, there is no place for that. And it's rain. The other thing is they're outdoors and it is raining. So it's, it is suboptimal as the internet likes to say, but you just, I, you can't have this, John. You cannot, I don't want to. They got to move it or don't move it or practice on artificial surface. Well, pra- practices, practices Wednesday. Well, to me, why can't right tomorrow's a day off? Everyone gets a day off. Hopefully, no one gets in trouble. The, why can't we just both use a Raider facility? You get it from a certain time. They get it from a certain time. No, it's not like Andy goes to Antonio Pierce's office and you. They go back to their facilities to work. You just go there literally to practice and then you leave. It's very unique that way. I would get it to be more complicated if you're like setting up shop there. Right, you're doing meetings and stuff. That's not that you do all that stuff at the hotel. To me, just everyone go to the Raiders. They have fucking seven fields, indoor, outdoor. I, I do not. I, when I saw this, I'm like, oh my, I can't. Who leaked this story? Obviously, the uh, the equipment guys went there last week. We're not comfortable with it. Is that why they laid the sod? Am I am no, I reading I, that correctly? So I, that I don't know, but my impression is that. I think the Niners had to practice. Like the, you're playing on grass, so I think the Niners wanted to practice on grass. That'd be my guess, because it's an art. UNLV is an artificial surface. I think the Niners want no part of an artificial surface, right? So when you've done UNLV games, you called the UNLV game, have you? Are they yeah. playing on Mark's grass? No, they play on an artificial. Now that's different than this. That's a different location. But at Allegiant Stadium, they roll in artificial turf for UNLV. There's two fields that are. One of them's always outside the stadium. The grass is outside. They roll in the Raiders' grass. UNLV plays on a, on a turf, so it's two different fields for UNLV and the Raiders. But the, the grass pl- is not laid out outside, right? It's rolled up. No, the grass is. It is a. It is. It is a hundred yard field on like tra- on a track that that truly. When I say rolls, I mean there's wheels underneath a flat field. Wow. So the the field gets sun. It gets watered outdoors. I don't know. It's that. it's fully a hundred yards, like on a big tray. And there's a track underneath it that rolls it into the stadium. Kind of like what happens in Phoenix does the same thing. Cardinals. Except this, they only have one field there. This is two fields. So the art of the the practice facility, the Tillman Fertitta practice facility, is an artificial surface. So I don't know if it was by the Niners request, John, or just because the Super Bowl is going to be on grass. Let's have them practice on grass. But it's I know either soft. way, the Niners, the Niners do not want to be on turf. Like you just know the Niners don't want to be on turf. They hate turf. No. They don't want to be on turf. Yeah. I don't fine. blame them for that. I don't blame them for that. I don't blame them for that either. So fine. But you know, somebody asked why do the Chiefs get why do the Chiefs get the Raiders field? The Niners get UNLV. It just it's preset. The AFC team was going to get the Raiders facility and the NFC team was going to get UNLV. The Chiefs get to be the home team this year because they were the road team last year, I think. So I think it alternates year by year, same deal. AFC team, NFC team. Um, so all that stuff's preset. Uh, so I'm with you. The solution would definitely seem to be, I mean, what's really the work you got to do? Your trainers probably set up massage stations and all that stuff. Um, or the Raiders already have all that stuff. Yeah. The lift, 
I don't know, but I just, I'm not into, I would assume the Niners are the ones that leaked it, right? They've been having fucking issues with grass for so long. Uh, Everyone, everyone. A a decade. Everyone in the league finds a way to play on the grass or the turf. I think them being outside in the rain is also not ideal, right? Like, God, they complain about this a lot. They just, there's all, I get it. It, it, This UNLV is not exactly Alabama or LSU. So, I mean, you are dealing with this is not an ideal college setup, right? Well, but I think it's, I've heard it's pretty nice because it's new. But if it had grass, it's just turf. Yeah. Where does Fresno State practice now on the field that's turf? Correct. Do they? They don't ever go out to the, uh, Maybe they do the sometimes too. Levy, like the levy. I know. I, I know they practice a lot. Don't a lot of teams with their stadium with that kind of brand new astroturf practice in their stadium or can? Uh, yeah. I mean, I did a Texas Tech game this year. They practiced in their practice dome. What is it? Well, it's turf in the dome. That's what yeah. I'm saying. If I went to Oregon, they have an outdoor right now, grass field too. Oregon's well, got a turf indoor? practice. What's they, LSU's indoor? All Oregon's got two outdoor turf. practice fields. It's like fuck. I, 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 would this have been a big story if the if it was reversed? I, I just think the Niners. It would have been a lesser story. The, yeah. They're just obsessed with the goddamn grass and turf. I just, I'm, I don't, I don't like a team that's feeling off. Like I don't like it. You know, like I don't like them feeling disadvantaged or off. Like I, I'm not. You're not going to hear me say like, oh, this is putting a chip on their shoulder. I just think when you plan, when you are about to do anything big, being in your routine, the less amount of stuff. They asked Bosa last week, how are you handling tickets? He's like, I don't know. My mom's doing that for me. Like, great. Fantastic. I don't want you thinking about anything, complaining about anything, worrying about anything. Nothing. So, it, well, they, they, if the Niners could have chose, they would have stayed, right? They would not go to Vegas a week early. Oh, yeah. I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs would. The Niners would not. You agree with that? You're saying the Chiefs would prefer to go to Vegas early, not fly in on like Friday afternoon? Well, if you told them they got the Raiders set up, right, yeah. which is an NFL ready, like, would the Niners complain if they went to the Raiders? Like, is the Raiders indoor? It is. If it's raining, is that turf? Is it grass or turf? I mean, I assume it's turf, right? I, what, I I've never heard of an indoor grass practice no. facility. Niners be like, well, it's turf. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe they just like, because it, it doesn't feel like they're grass in Santa Clara's, like, fucking Pebble Beach or anything. It's just normal. Shitty grass, but they just are very comfortable on it. Which again, I'm more pro grass than turf, but I just think a lot of teams in America, college and pro, in inclement weather, practice inside on turf. Raiders. Are, so the Raiders have one indoor and like three outdoors. So you got to assume the outdoors are grass because they play on grass. Yeah, yeah. but I Raiders would guess have grass indoor. and turf. I, th- their indoor facility has to be turf, just like every indoor facility in America, non-stadium, right? Meaning the Raiders, ke- the, the the Chiefs do get a grass option, but they are in the rain if they take it. Yeah. And why would you not practice indoors when you're playing in a dome if there's w- weather, right? Yeah, well, I guess the only question would be it, how many fields. You may need more space than maybe you go back. Sometimes you go back and forth, right? Some of it outdoors, some of it indoor, depending on how it depends on the weather. Up. Leaf a lot of this stuff, defense outside. to me, a lot of the stuff, too, is it's a little more walk-through-y than probably October practice at this point in time. You've already done that stuff last week. Yeah. You did game plan install on Thursday. This is just, this is an all-time Niners leak. 
Because well, because it would have been very easy for them to do it right last week when they were practicing. Be like, you know, Schefter, the Niners were uncomfortable with the field. They just said, like, oh, be okay. But it's like we had to wait till Super Bowl to let that out. They've been dealing with it for four or five days. Yeah. But it's not Kyle or the players. It's the equipment guy that knows what they want. So he's saying he's almost speaking for them. That's where I already hate this story. You think the equipment guy's got Schefter's number? He's like, Adam, you got to you got to help us out here. Well, no, I I think they sent the people that know how to do that stuff. And they know that Kyle and the players are going to be uncomfortable on whatever the situation is. Yeah, I don't like I I don't like the mindset of saying I, I am being you know, I just don't love being in that mindset at all before you're about to play in the Super Bowl. I love the um uh, there's this uh, philosopher, and I don't, I'm not a philosopher. I'm not a big philosopher. I think his name is like um, Ram Das, and his like his one of his sayings is like I eat all things. I think it's a really cool saying, right? Because like I, I will whatever you got for me, I'm gonna handle it. I'm not about making excuse. I eat all things. I'm taking it on whatever I got to do. There, are, it's another way of saying no excuses, right? Like I don't. I'd prefer that attitude Super Bowl week, right? You tell me like whatever. We got no. We got no AC in the rooms or no heat. It's cold at night. I don't care. It only makes me stronger. Only builds my character. It only makes me want it more. Like I don't like. I don't like making. It's a bad mindset to be in, John, to be complaining about stuff. We get the Super Bowl. I don't those days. Those days in pro sports with the money are kind of long gone. As uh, long gone. I was talking to Earl Watts. I did a basketball game with Earl Watson this week, and we're just talking about like the modern player. Right? He's like, you know, he's like simplest way to sum it up. We walked, they Uber. He's like, cold outside, 15 minutes to practice. I had to walk. It's like, now you're in college, you Uber. They all Uber. Yeah, that is one way, of, that's one way of putting it. That was a good way of putting it. He didn't He didn't walk when he was an NBA player. He didn't walk when he was an NBA player. No. Oh, he's talking college basketball. He's talking yeah, college yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, t- t- 10-year-olds order Uber Eats now. I, no, different, I, it's I, just technology no going back. changed the world. Yeah. There's no going back. Anyway. Um, does guy know one team's practicing in the rain one is indoors he doesn't understand the complaints I don't know what that means I just uh, my ultimate take is I don't like hearing the complaints about the field this week it's a bad mindset to be in that's all now if you can't properly practice we'll figure it out but I don't love that I just don't understand why they don't split the Raiders facility one in the morning, one in the afternoon. I would ag- imagine the coaches, uh, you know, Belichick, Patriot Dynasty, PSD, is, you know, don't like sharing anything Super Bowl week, which is understandable. You agree with that? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I do, but because yeah, also, I would think like, Kyle if there was not Andy, a large gap, I, I know, but it's you would think these two guys would be, yeah. Yeah, it's you. You wouldn't share secrets, even if like Tim Cook's buddies with Elon. Like, there's there's a level of talk at a lunch that you might not cross over. I mean, fuck, Bill Gates <laughs> stole from Steve Jobs, and they were buddies. But you know, it's just it's business. I just think <laughs> I don't think you give a fuck, even if you respect the guy. Luis on the stream says, "Easy to say when you're talking into a mic in your bedroom. <laughs> Make no excuses." My office, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Graduated out of those days. Uh, all right, a couple things here. Uh, super chat from uh, Run the Ball Kyle, five spot says uh, Raiders beat the Chiefs by running the ball, rushing five, and doubling Kelsey in man coverage. How much do you think the 49ers will emulate this? I mean, rushing five would be a little bit of a departure 
it worked a little against golf, but it, it really wasn't the, uh, the game plan. Bosa asked last week, what's the key? He said, keep him in the pocket. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if you saw this. I was looking at the PFF numbers this year. Mahomes against pressure is under 50%, include, and in the playoffs, it's even lower. It's like 45 42% against pressure. In his career or this year? This year, this year, which I think is probably a function of who he's throwing the ball to. Um, But I'd be a little concerned about, you know, the Niners, when they've blitzed, it's, I think golf was okay against the blitz last week. They brought um, Greenlaw. They, they have way better receivers. Detroit. Yeah. So you'd be more. You, would you be more inclined to blitz Mahomes this week? I would do whatever you have to do to get pressure. You know, mix up the coverages, double team Kelsey, and make those other guys beat you. It's like when Steph's going off, like start double teaming him. If like thirty-three year old Wash Clay and Draymond are hitting threes, we'll tip our hat. But like, I'm not letting Kelsey beat us. And what's what are these other guys going to do? Yeah. That that to me, it's like you couldn't do that when they had Hill. Even in Conley and Hardeman, like the whole group of them, it was like, God, it's just, I think this group, it's like, we're taking away Kelsey. Throw the house at him. Because he's not, he's a good athlete, but he's not Mr. Juke guys out in the back. You know, it's, this is not Lamar or even Josh throw you off. Like, if you do get him, like you take him down. And, and he will, you know, he's kind of a smart player that way, just kind of hit the ground. But whatever the hell they've been doing, <laughs> Where no one is even getting remotely close, like that's a disaster waiting to happen. Well, partly it feels like they've been waiting till the second half to do it. And this yeah. team, I, I, can you wait till the second half to get activated against Kansas City? I, well, you're going to get blitzed nonstop, right? With Spagnola, which is, you know, it might be okay. I mean, Brock's pretty good against the blitz. If you're, but are your receivers getting open, right? He blitzes because he's got these dudes that can play man coverage. Yeah. Well, to me, then can you you can run a lot of like quick screens get the, get rid of the ball fast. I think you kind of know right away with Brock. Okay, he's kind of easing this game. Or, oh, it's going to take a little time. I think we've kind of learned that. Yeah, remember sometimes what, he starts humming, and sometimes he starts like, "Ooh." This remember is weird. what? Remember what Kansas City did last year? Right, they they ran a lot of those jet sweeps. And remember, Bosa was like out of place oh. because he was rushing up the field, and guys are going by him. So, like, are they going to go back to that game plan? What was the score of that game? Like 50 to 10? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I forgot. I heard Jed the other day. Jed's like, well, you know, that's when Brock made his debut. I'm like, oh, yeah, because Brock came in the game late. It was such a blowout. Brock debuted against the Chiefs. Oh, and then he got hurt the next week. Yeah. Because that was Christian McCaffrey's first game. It was. That yeah. was an annihilation. Early. It was a runaway, too, right? It wasn't like a game for a half. And that was D'Amico. Right. Uh, Iceman says if the Niners lose the Super Bowl, the team will be thought of as the 90s Bills. I mean, the 90s Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. So I don't think we're at that level yet. The Niners just be in their own category, right? Like I said, with the Ravens and the Bills. Are, are either of those teams ever going to make the Super Bowl? The Cowboys, they can't even get to the championship game. The Niners are just like, God, they're just always right there. They're, they're always right there. And they just can't do it. So they, they would have the Bills feel. It wouldn't add up exactly. Because like you said, four straight. That's it feels like statistically impossible. If you played that in a uh, in a simulation in the history of sports with like any team, you would probably eventually win, especially a one-game situation. 
what do you win? One of the Super Bowls. What do you mean? 88% of the time, if you just ran a simulation of a team going to four straight Super Bowls, they're oh, likely of winning yeah. one. Eight, yeah, 90. It'd be like impossible not to. God, I'd even know. argue the way the Niners have been now. You've been to four straight or three straight NFC Championship games. You've been to two of Super Bowls in five years. This is the likelihood's kind of on your side. John, the chat is uh, correcting me. A lot of people. I do not. Re- I do not remember these. Uh, I do not. I misremember that Chiefs game. Forty-four twenty-three was the final. Fourteen-three Kansas City at the half. Twenty-eight twenty-three in the fourth, and then Jimmy was Jimmy. Do you remember it that way? I mean, it was yeah. that way. I'm not arguing with people. What was I remember. Score? I remember it being a miserable game. Forty-four twenty-three. Box score scales. <laughs> um. They got fucking worked. You know, the good thing is like when you're shitty, like you people get very defensive about stuff like that. Like when you're good, you can just go, yeah, that was not a good game. Right. That's a good thing about being good. Right. You just, I saw Andy said that the Raider game was a big wake up call for them. Mm. Cause I bet the next, like the next week of meetings, like guy, are we just going to be like a one and done team guys? Are we just, are we just over this? Or are we going to fucking rally together? And they rallied together. Yeah, and I don't think they've lost since. Are they? I think they might have lost the Chargers Week 18, but that didn't even count. I don't know. Maybe they won that game. I don't even know. But games they've tried, they they flipped a switch. Like the, the 49ers, like even they, they've lost some real games, right? Games that they were right there going toe to toe over the years, and then they've had some games like the Ravens game, where it's like, yeah, that was not good. <laughs> Even the uh, the Minnesota game, like the scores closer, but it's like yeah, they were getting worked for their standards. Most teams like that happens to a lot. If you're a Raider fan, you've been watching for 20 years. No shade, just truth. Uh, where's this gonna go? Yeah, yeah, we no, we're good. Everyone, everyone in the chat, we're good. We're cool. Um, I was trying to see if they. I think the I think sometimes what happens with the Niners is just that they. There's a way that they look when they win, and there's a way they look when they lose. You know, that's what made those last two weeks. We'll see if they win the Super Bowl, then we'll remember the Lions and the Packer game is like finally they've passed their some of their toughest tests, and it set them For up sure. to beat Kansas City, right? Because it is, and you know we watch this team every every week, so we're most tuned in. But it does feel like to me, as someone who's watched football all my life that they are on the extreme end of a team that like, when they look good, they look like the best team you've ever seen. And when they look bad, they make you want to pull your hair out and they don't win. And that's what the last two games they played were, you know, like I said, what, what they do in the Super Bowl this week will help us with a rear view mirror, kind of know how to evaluate Lions Packers. What do you see? Something's got your attention. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually just click off the comments. It's, oh, it's no, a you're... pointless exercise. And I'm, I'm a pro man of the people love the consumer. I, I do think the comments on, uh, on some of these platforms can, can throw you. I, off. I think, I think mostly we're good. And sometimes something gets said and somebody reacts to something and everybody's fine. We're all, we're, we're all good. Um, was the other thing I was going to say to you was, uh, there's, I thought there's another chat here. Charlie says question for the pod. How should chargers fans feel about Greg Roman? Would his offense be more, uh, open with Herbert and a good pass game coordinator? Did the why, chargers why did hire? He, yeah, they hired him last week. Oh, why do people act like Greg Roman sucks? He's been the when the offensive coordinator of Baltimore and Jim Harbaugh. Weren't they fucking really good teams? 
I think the reason people act that way is because it's felt like in both of his last two stints, he's had to be replaced be- in order for the guy to try and get to the next level, for the quarterback to try and get to the next level. Well, the 49ers, right. that was impossible. There was no yeah, next level. That's right. And with the Ravens, maybe he was better in the regular season, but I saw the same guy in the playoffs. So I, I, I don't exactly think he's dealt with Peyton Manning or you know Aaron Rodgers. This is easily the best throwing quarterback he's had. I mean, Lamar looked. I mean, what the fuck was that? That 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 was that was embarrassing. And Lamar clearly is on another level than Kaepernick. But let's not act like he's. When I saw the reaction on social media, it's just like people act like he's. Think of like the shittiest offensive coordinator you've ever thought about. This guy's had a lot of success. Like he was part of teams that are like number one seeds. And I, I'm not trying to act like he's Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan here, but if you just went off the people that cover football the way they talked about him, should, no, no wonder so many people on the other side think like, "Who the fuck are these idiots?" <laughs> I, I felt like supporting Greg Roman in the in in the conjecture and the way he was conjecture. discussed by uh, everyone with seven degrees on their wall from Syracuse and Northwestern. It's like, give me a fucking break. Uh, He's got a really high floor. I think that's one thing that's really clear with him, which the Chargers need, right? And he's proven that with Jim Harbaugh and a less talented quarterback, he can go to the Super Bowl. I'm fine with it. I'm I'm far more interested, John, in the Brennan Carroll-Steve Belichick matchup for the uh, Washington Huskies. That's so badass. Jed Fish has Pete Carroll's son as his offensive coordinator. But doesn't Jed call the plays? He does, but just for the sake of this, uh, you know, for the sake of symmetry here. And Steve Belichick as his defensive coordinator. That's pretty incredible. That's sweet. That's sweet. One would wonder if Jed is trying to get close to Steve Belichick, uh, to Bill Belichick and Pete. I mean, you think about those two guys. Carroll Carroll was on his staff right at Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Those two guys are going to be at a game together. They're going to look up the Washington Huskies are playing Portland State, and there's Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. They're going to be at a game together, John. At a game? I mean, they, aren't, aren't both of them going to be on the sideline more? Yeah, practices. I don't know. They're <laughs> going to be there. Steven. What is the what is the likelihood that the University of Washington, during training camp, tweets out, Instagrams out videos of those two guys Talking to the team. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, Jed, Jed's going to be all over it. Steve Belichick. I mean, the Patriots have been good on defense. Even Gerard Mayo, in his opening press conference, defended. He's like, I think this guy taught me a, as much football as his dad. Like, he, wow. I don't think Steve left, you know, Steve left to do this. Mayo's the defensive coordinator. Like he's yeah, he the guy left, calling the place. Yeah. I, he I think to be at the DC. He, he was not fired or anything in New England. Him, I, and, I Mayo, him and Mayo are like, Best friend. They're close. Yeah, I didn't get that impression either. He just gets his own defense now. And I mean, what does the University of Washington pay? One and a half million dollars. It's not like he's yeah, making probably. four hundred thousand. No, yeah, you would think at least one. Recruiting, and a half. you know, would be not. A, yeah, I do wonder. Signing day's coming up, but but isn't that Jed's thing? Like he's the recruiter, kind of right? Yeah, I mean, but like ultimately, your defensive coordinator does need to recruit a little bit. I'd say having the belt. You don't get to not recruit. 
Hey, I've coached in the league for 15 years. Want to yeah, Steve Bowl. Belichick. Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, any rela- uh, It's my dad. Yeah. yeah, I was just Googling you. Uh, any relation? Yeah. Was Brennan Carroll his offensive coordinator at Arizona? Yeah. Brennan. Brennan. No D. Brennan. Brennan Carroll. Yeah. I know what USC. I don't think he played. I mean, he, I think he was, I don't know that he played. You see the Canellis guy? Dave. You work for Pete forever? Yeah. Wrote a book about how he had like porn addiction. Played at Delaware and Pittsburgh. Uh, No, I did not see that. Wrote a very religious, I'm guessing. I think now, yeah, cheated on his wife a lot, had some issues, come a long way, one of those. Overcome adversity. So, like, uh, give us a e- good-looking guy, you know. Yeah. Give us an example of a time in your life where you overcame adversity, and he pulls out his porn addiction book? I, I don't think that was the whole thing. I just saw a clip. I, I think that he, he wrote a book about saving a marriage, chasing women on the side, cheating. This, this marriage, the question that changed everything. Five stars on uh, 4.2 Goodreads rating. By Lizzie Canales, Dave Canales, forward by Tony Dungy. One of those, Sean McVay has bucked this trend. I don't like my coach to be too good looking in too good a shape. Hmm. You know, I, I like you to have, like Pete's natural, you can tell. Just a lot of energy, vegan. I, I just like a little chub. You know, even Kyle, he's just a skinny guy, but I don't view him as like spending three hours in the weight room. Right. You'd rather I'll give him this. He's probably working out like 4 a.m. You'd rather your quarterback look like Mahomes without a shirt than uh, John Cena without a shirt. Well, it's not even debatable now. All these guys, I mean, the the Peyton Mannings, the Mahomes, even Josh Brady had a body picture. Brady, it's. I'm sorry, Derek, but you rolling up your sleeves at training camp and having these big muscles. And then throwing picks in October, like let's, let's cut the curls. You know, you don't need curls, curls for the girls oh, when you're married yet and have uh, four children. Uh, somebody said remember, you should look remember up- the hard knocks with Matt Ryan when he got the the ESPN the magazine the, and the body issue with him and Kaepernick with him and Kaepernick both on the cover. It was just Colin on the cover. I think it was just Colin on the yeah, cover, yeah. and he was like, "What the fuck is this guy eating?" <laughs> Uh, somebody said you got to look up Diana Rossini's Vrabel quotes. I don't know. Was there was there something today? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think there's uh, you know, there's something to it. There's something to that. But the thing with McVeigh is he's that way because he like like you said he's up at four thirty a.m. I watch his team play football. He looks like a guy pretty focused on football. So, uh, anything else we got today? How you feel? Oh, we got to do a vibe check. So your vibe's still good. Vibe's still good on Niners. Still feeling Niners. Uh, oh, Austin says she said Vrabel intimidated too many people by being too jacked. Some people felt that way. He was too. Said a GM thinks Vrabel's physically intimidating. GM afraid of Vrabel because he's too big. <laughs> But if you look at Vrabel's a good example, he actually has he's become a coach a little chubbier. Like he's yeah. just a he's got the Harbaugh with the Niners. Like you notice Harbaugh now is much slimmer, much happier. He's, he's he's drops totally. But but a completely different vibe. Mike is fucking massive. 
I, I would imagine he weighs 280 because he's kind of got a belly. He's just – he's huge. He is – how could you tell that guy what to do when he walked in the room? You just don't. Uh, Harbaugh said he's living in an RV by the, uh, by the stadium. No, I think the practice facilities and like in, uh, oh, by the facility, he's going to live in an RV. Yeah. So southern, be, be nearby Southern LA or whatever. <laughs> Amazing. I'll never forget watching Navarro. You and me were standing on the sidelines during the pick at the pick at the stick. Navarro Bowman goes running by and there goes Jim goes sprinting and Jim's wearing cleats, you know, Kyle should still show does. I mean, Kyle still should, wears he still does. I know Kyle should show up in cleats and joggers. Jim's the only guy that can pull that off. Like any other coach, he'd be like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> you're a you really would judge another coach for doing it. It'd be like, tell Jim that. It's a little weird, but he's weird enough. You can pull it off. Do you see them showing the video? Rashi Rice showing him the video of Andy Reid punt pass kick. No. He's like, that's not coach. That's not coach Reed. No, 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 no. They're like, no, that's him. He's like, no, that is not coach Reed. That video never gets old. We'll see no, it again it on Sunday. Oh, yeah. All right. On that note, anything to add here? Super Bowl week, uh, big storylines, big storyline, big people. Dan Marino, um, who's he going to pick? You know, we'll find out, John. Media times. night tonight. Media night tonight. A lot of questions. You know, we, we just got to get through. I guess we got to get through Tuesday night with no arrest, right? Well, or tonight. I, you know, it's Vegas. I, you know, Eugene Robinson was Saturday night. I think yeah. you never know. Yeah. All right. I think well, someone's getting arrested this week. Not not on the teams, but I think so, I think there will be a story of arrest or so-and-so lost $3 million at the blackjack table. Well, I mean, you know, it's a good point. I'm glad you said we could finish with this because I, this is a place that professional sports. I don't, I don't mean players. I mean, I, I'm talking oh, about okay. former players and, and guys like that. No, I'm not talking about players on each team, the Niners or the Chiefs. I'm just talking the NFL as a whole. All the players in the league coming to this and former players. It's going to be a big swing dick contest at the tables. A lot of guys are going to lose a lot of money. I mean, I wonder prostitution's if it, legal there. Like you can get a blowjob and pay for it. No one if, cares. Uh, you know, the NFL avoided this place for a long time. Like everybody did. I don't know what you were not that far removed from Tony Romo getting the Super Bowl party shut down. That's going to get quoted a lot this week. So uh, it was a fantasy sports thing too. You know. What do you mean? With Romo. Yeah, it was a, but it was like a, hey, you know, we can't let you do your gambling thing in Vegas, basically, right? Yeah. We've come a long way in a short amount of time. So, but Vegas isn't just about the gambling. It's also about the trouble you can get into, quote unquote. So we'll see. Big week. You could argue, though, like there aren't really laws there. So what trouble are you going to get in? Like, yeah, you, I just you, you can pay for sex there. It's legal. No, it's not about that. It's them. about, it's about, um, uh, uh, you know, punching a guy at an elevator or whatever. That yeah, type yeah. It, it would probably be more likely a fight thing than getting in trouble with with hookers or stuff like that because you can't. It's, it's impossible. I think it just doesn't happen. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not. A, it's a. I think it's it's probably a fight, a drunk fight thing or something along those lines. Yeah, or robbed, robbed. Yeah, that would be a thing I could see. Something like that happened. But there's so much security in Vegas, the cameras. Maybe it's just equipped in 2024. Like, that's just not really going to happen. You just, and nothing happened. Just it's a smooth sailing this week. Like, Vegas is the place that can handle this. 
it actually is. Yeah. Well, I think Vegas is now in the rotation. Like you could just argue it's LA, Scottsdale, Vegas, New Orleans, Miami. Like that's right. just your Super Bowl rotation. Yeah. LA you said LA? I said LA, yeah. Indy doesn't No. Yeah. New York never. I mean, when was the last time we had a Super Bowl in New York? We had a Super Bowl in New York. When they built the new stadium, but it was too cold. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to go? No one wants to go to cold weather cities. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to rain this week, be a little chilly, but. Yeah. Stadium will look good. All right. The Raiders are the host. (laughs) Big week ahead. Thanks for hanging, everybody. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.